Good morning. Welcome to Planet Chaos. I am your host, Brandon Chaos. With me, as always, is Ed Giggity. Giggity, giggity. You're really loud. Let me turn you down a notch here. I don't know what's going on. I didn't mess with any volume, so I don't know why that was too loud. Try it again. Hello, hello. Giggity, giggity. We're good. So what'd you do this week, Ed? Anything exciting? Uh, let's see, the exciting. Um, kids went back to school today. Yeah? It's kind of exciting. Um, celebrated my birthday this weekend. Lauren made me a really good uh, corned beef, which was good. Did she do anything special for you? Any uh, slutty uh, outfits or anything like that? I mean, no more than usual. Yeah. But no, I... I'm not really a birthday person. Like, birthdays are super important to her. But, like, to me, it's like, yeah, my birthday. You know, I don't really. No she hates deal, it because huh? she likes to make a big deal out of birthdays. And I'm just like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, my, my oldest had a birthday this weekend, too. I saw that. 13. Yep, we officially have two teenagers now. So my stepson will be 14 next month. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. Nuts. So, uh, <clears throat> if you're listening, you can go check out planetchaosradio.com. Is it working finally? Yeah. Well, it it was the browser. Uh, the browser I was using won't load not not secure websites, and it's not a secure website, so... Oh. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, the top of course is not secure. Yeah. So I had to change it to where it works. So, yeah. It's on there. Uh, new merch coming this week. The Ed Giggity stuff will be up this week for sure. I know I've been talking about it for a while, but it will be up this week for sure. Promise. Uh, We will also once again be doing a second show this week. I think we're going to start trying to do that every week. Okay. What Uh, do you think, Thursday? Yeah. Well, Thursday night we record and then it'll go up Friday. Because a lot of times, you know, we get to some of these topics and it's way fucking late. Like, yeah. You know, and I'm. I'm used to doing daily shows back when I was still doing radio. So we'd burn through the topics as they're happening. So there's a lot of stuff. I'm like, oh, well, everybody's over. They move on to the next thing. I'm going to cross this off of the topic list. Well, luckily, the Royals gave us some stuff to talk about. Who? The Royals? The Royals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only Royals I care about is that Lord song. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyways, uh, definitely gonna have new merch this week. Uh, definitely gonna have uh, some other cool stuff going on. Um, stuff we can't talk about just yet. Mm-hmm. So you had some fun last night, huh? 
last night? Yeah. You got to check oh, out a yeah. whole cornucopia of dicks. I, I did. I saw wearing, a lot of penises last night. A lot of the penises. same clothes. Uh, it's just an over thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, just just a thing. This is actually Lauren got this for me for my birthday. Actually, oh. it's a Browns like little hoodie j- zip up jacket. Okay. Are you wearing nice. anything underneath there? Nope. Oh. All bare chested, baby. Oh yeah, look at those. Oh. All bare chested. It's so comfy. You don't have to. Like I didn't have to wear a coat today. I was out and about. It was nice. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, what was your dick analysis? A lot of strange penises. A lot a lot of yeah. nice ones, too. Like, I was like, dude, you have a nice dick. Like, why are you wasting time showing on Amigo? Like, why don't you go and show it to a girl? But, you, had some, uh, you had some interesting conversations there, too. I did. I, and, uh, I had that one old guy really from good Oklahoma. conversation. <laughs> yeah, that was a good, that was a good one. What? The, the, the kid that was a rapper, that was funny. <laughs> What, like, so many of them don't, like, why are you even on a webcam if you're not showing your face? Like, so many of them, it's just, like, the top of their head, like, just their forehead, or they got the camera pointed at the ceiling. Yeah, that's weird. Like, I think what they do is, I think they skim through a lot waiting to get a girl or something like that. I I tell you what, I think I ran into maybe two girls. Yeah, I think I ran into two girls the whole night. And that was it. The rest there, were just dudes and titty. dicks. Oh yeah, one titty. It wasn't nice, but it was a titty. It was a titty. There, there was some. <sighs> I mean, the areola wasn't bad. The titty itself wasn't impressive, but she, she did have a nice areola. Yeah, it was huge. It, it was like that. That titty good was frame. like like it was like five seventh areola. It's yeah, not it was a bad good. ratio. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I, one, funny to... I didn't get the last huh? one. I didn't get the last one. I didn't get the last one. The last one yeah. is going to be uh, a girl from Texas that okay. I talked to. Oh, a girl. For a while. Wow. No, no dude this you're, time. Yeah, no, you're not going to like the ending, no. Why? Because <laughs> it turns out the girl's only 13. Ooh. But no, it, it was cool. There was nothing. Ooh. I didn't say anything There's bad or anything like that. There's not charges filed, is there? No, no, no. I mean, I mean, she, she could get in trouble for being on there because she's—you're not supposed to be on unless you're eighteen. Uh, At least the section I was on, I was on the unmoderated section where you can do whatever you want. Uh, so I figured that'd give us the best content. But yeah, I figured it'd be fun to go on there, record conversation, random people, get their opinions on things. You know, I tried to take it kind of serious. Like I didn't try to jab people too much. I think I would have had more fun if I was fucking with people more. But well, <laughs> there was. You know, a dick would pop up, and you're like, oh, it's a dick. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to be nice. Like, hey, that's hey, nice. Yeah, that's, that's a nice bad. dick. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to get him to talk to me for a minute, like, and start an awkward conversation, like, but, yeah, they wouldn't do it. The guy from Montreal seemed really cool. Yeah, he did seem like a bro. Like, he seemed really yeah. cool. Like, I think he was on there to jerk off with some chick, though. I think he kind of shushed me off kind of quick. He was vaping, but, though. Yeah, I don't know about those dudes at vape. Although he's a Canuck, <laughs> so I guess they can do whatever the hell they want up there. He wouldn't play his guitar for you, though. I know. Well, he, he lived he probably with his parents. So. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, he lived his. He used all oh, I live with my parents. Okay. But I guess you're gonna clip that stuff and throw it up. For yeah, I think I'm gonna go through there and extract the audio and find some of the best bits and play them on the show, and then maybe put up some of the videos on. Uh, TikTok or YouTube, cut them up. Yeah, 
I had a good conversation with that. uh, Yeah, I had a good conversation with that guy from Vegas, though. That was pretty cool. I thought that was nice. Or that one guy that didn't know, the one little kid that didn't know shit about football. Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) I like that other guy. Well, he was Canadian, too, so. What's your favorite football team? Uh, The one that just won the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Tom Brady shit. (laughs) That's your quarterback, dude. Like, he's the reason you won. He's not the reason they won. They would have won with James Winston, too. That team was stacked. Speaking of which, did you see uh, Dak Prescott just signed a big deal? I saw the headline, but I didn't actually read on it. <laughs> yeah, 40 mil a year. How much do they overpay him? 40 mil a year, I think. 40? Yeah, hold on a second. Let me, let a me year? Look. Might not be four. I don't know. Four year, one hundred sixty million deal. Yeah, sounds like forty a year. That is stupid. He is yeah. so selfish for that because they're not going to give him any weapons. Exactly, they can't afford to give him any support. That was the problem that the Steelers ran into with Roethlisberger's last contract. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> His what did they give him? I saw they gave him a contract. They cut. They cut. He well, he took a pay cut. He offered to take a pay cut, so yeah. they could get some some more talent on the team. So yeah, and, and I love for them to sign the, like the, a big free agent the quarterback. Big, the big quarterbacks that are that are out there winning, they they know how it is. Tom Brady has never been one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. Uh-uh. He's never been top ten, but then you have at one time Matthew Stafford was the highest paid quarterback in the league. Uh, I think Andrew Luck was the highest paid quarterback in the league at one time. And if you look at the guys that are making the money, they're not winning. They're not playing in the postseason. Mm-mm. Tom Brady took low pay. Most of his career, and look at him. His team got him some talent around him, and that's how he won Super Bowls. Yeah, when you could afford a balanced team and not just one or two superstars and the rest of the C players. Yeah. I mean, a quarterback uh, is one of the cornerstones of a franchise, but you could win with a with an okay quarterback. Yeah. Look at the Patriots. They did it for years. Yeah, it like what is it, Dilfer? He was the quarterback for the Ravens that one year. Yeah. You know, they went Super Bowl. If you have a good enough defense and an okay offense, you can win a Super Bowl. You don't need a well, uh, five star quarterback. At the year the Steelers went with Neil O'Donnell. Yeah. He was, he was he was pretty mediocre. He was a game manager. He didn't make any big mistakes. Yeah. And he you know, they just handed off to the big bus guy. Hang out to the big guy. Yep. Let him take care of it. So I got a, I got an email. Uh, and if anybody out there wants to email us, it's planetchaosradio at gmail.com. Uh, you can email us at any time if you have anything to contribute. Uh, we, we may read it the following week. Uh, so I got an email. Uh, it said, why aren't you fucking libtards talking about Cuomo? Ah, yeah. There's not much to talk about. 
No, um, he has a couple things that came up. Yeah, there's not much to talk about, though. That's a thing. Um, it's pretty pretty standard. Like, you'd be look, like, yeah, I can see that. Look. I'm going to say it like this. Uh, <clears throat> and there's going to be people that are going to agree, and there's going to be people that are going to disagree. Uh, he doesn't have any assault allegations. All of his allegations are sexual harassment. Now, if you're a single guy and you're hitting on a woman, flirting, whatever, there's a 50-50 shot that she is going to be completely disgusted and think it's sexual harassment. That's that's what it, that's what it is. You know, there's no BS about it. You know, either she's going to be, you know, flattered and, and still turn you down or flattered and, you know, want to talk to you some more. Or she's going to be completely disgusted and say that you were sexually harassing her. Yeah, I was kind of split on that too. Because I was like, I can see how it's sexual harassment. But I don't think I wouldn't think of him as a predator. He was just trying to ask chicks out, like yeah, and that's what he was. Like he never with gave them an ultimatum. Yeah. He never used his position to hurt their position. He was like, hey, why don't we you know go hook up or you know? So he was just fishing. He got he got in trouble for fishing basically. Yeah, and that's that's why I said like if you're flirting, there's a fifty fifty shot that the person on the receiving end of those flirts is gonna think that it's sexual harassment. That's why I oh, kind of yeah. have like a, a no initiating conversation policy. I've been doing it for years, though. Like, I always let the woman make the first move. Because I don't want to be in a situation like that. Yeah, I know. I, I know, and a lot, of people, a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, you are who you are, so there's a better chance that girls are going to flirt with you just because of who you are. Yes and no. Because not everybody knows who I am. I mean, there's subtle ways, like non-verbal ways that you could let someone know that you're interested and would like that for them to initiate conversation. Uh, there's also verbal ways that you could, you know, go in doesn't always have to get, you know, straight to the point. You know, you don't always want your opening to, to let them know that you're interested in hitting that. <laughs> that is my opening. Hey, we going to do this or not? <laughs> not? Okay. I, I've always shot my shot. If I see something I want, I say, fuck it. Worst they can say is no. Well, Jackie, I... I knew, like, I was friends with her favorite band. And I knew that her and her boyfriend at the time were going to be at a show that this band was playing near here. And I knew I was, you know, I was going to be there. They were going to be there. So uh, I had hit her up, like, before the, before the show and said, hey, you know, if I run into you guys there, I'll take you guys on the band's tour bus, introduce you guys to the band. So I kind of made it like I was, you know, being friends with both of them. <laughs> you slide dog. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then, it, like, it led to friendship and, and all that, so. Then it became what it is now. So, yeah, there's ways to sort of move in, but most guys don't know how to talk. Yeah. You, you, you know, and, and look at Cuomo. Yeah, he knows how to talk to an extent, but listening to the guy give his political speeches, you could tell he's kind of awkward socially. He doesn't have the level of, of charisma, like, in, in social settings like his brother does. Yeah, he, you know, he has more of that direct New Yorker, like, "Hey, we're gonna do this or what?" Yeah, like, goodbye, students. Like, man. if you're if you're at a party you, and the Cuomo me, brothers are there, go. you know, if you're at a if you're at a party and the Cuomo brothers are there, you know, Andrew's the guy, you know, just sitting on the couch, just sipping a beer, hoping somebody comes up and talks to him. Chris is the guy, you know, leading all the the line dances out on the dance floor. He's out there, you know, in front of everybody doing the the Cupid shuffle. Yeah, so I like, a lot I like of it's personality. You know, I could see I could see Andrew Cuomo going up to a chick awkwardly, not knowing how to initiate conversation, and he says something stupid, and and you know the woman takes it to be sexual harassment. It it happens. I wonder. You know, and there's like, levels. There's levels of sexual harassment too. Like, you know, if if you're just trying to casually flirt and you fuck it up. I'm guessing that's what happened with him. That's understandable. But going up to your secretary and kind of like, you know, where you're like over over her shoulder and you're like rubbing your crotch on her on her arm, you know. That's that's a little different. That's hardcore sexual harassment there. Yeah, that's something you don't want to do. Or if, I know, uh, sending unsolicited I- dick pics on Facebook. <laughs> Unless it's to your friend, then it's okay. Yeah. I actually, uh, I actually, my second job ever worked, I got fired for sexual harassment. <laughs> I learned a valuable lesson from it. I'll tell you what happened. Don't so whip was, your dick out at work? No, 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 no. This is a Pizza Hut. There's too much hot shit there. <laughs> so I was, I was pretty, like, even, dude. You know, I was pretty fun. So I was, like, 17, and I was going to get right home. My mom ended up having to work late. So one of the delivery drivers, I just joke around with. I, would, I mean, I would kind of be flirty because I was like a flirty kid, you know? Yeah. And she was like, she was older. She was like 20, 21, I think. And uh, she wasn't a bad looking girl, but she was a good looking of a girl I was with at the time. So, so she gives me a ride home. She's like, hey, can I come in and use the bathroom? So I said, yeah. So at my mom's house, the bathroom at the top of the stairs, the end of the hall, my bedroom's right next to the bathroom. Okay. So she goes in, I go in, and you know, you get home from Pizza Hut, like, you smell like pizza and grease. So I start taking my shirt off, you know, I'm changing. So she walks in my room, she goes, oh, we're doing like this now? I was like, huh? And she starts taking her clothes off. And I was like, whoa, 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 I was like, no, I was just changing, you know, and I, I could have done it, and I pushed out, because I was as experienced. I did. I was like, no, I'm sorry, you know, I was like, I, I didn't mean to lead you I was just, you know, I was just changing my shirt, yeah, I'm stuck. She, and she kind of looks sad. She's like, okay, no, I'm, I'm, she apologized to me. She goes to work. So I don't work for a couple days after that. And I go in. And the guy, he, he calls me. He's like, hey, will you come in about about 20 minutes earlier? and But don't but have your mom stay because I got to talk to you. I was like, okay, whatever. 
So my mom said in the car, I went in, and the guy was like, hey, I have to let you go. I was like, why? He goes, because uh, we have to fire you for sexual harassment. for forced to Tina the other night. I think, I, I'm thinking that's her name. I don't remember if her name's Tina or something like that. I was like, what? She was like, yeah, she said that she came over to your house, and you coaxed her into the house, and you tried to make out with her and pin her to the couch and stuff like that. And uh, so she said she don't want to press any charges, but she just she'll fuck up work with you. I was like, this is bullshit. I'm like, that is the one time I didn't do something. I was like, and I told him what happened. She go, he goes, either way, if you would have came to me first and told me, I couldn't have it. But since she didn't report it, she snowballs it. And, you know, and she's older than you, you're just a kid. I was like, yo, whatever, fuck it, I quit. I was like, don't worry about firing me. Put it down like quit. I don't care. Yeah, you should have just smashed, bro. I, exactly, exactly. And that, if from that like, point that on, I would have That probably would have been the, the smartest thing to do. I know. From that day on, that taught me to not turn any down. Yeah. I learned my lesson. You know what you gotta do? Yeah. You gotta stop putting the pussy on a pedestal. You gotta stop putting it on a pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it was like, but things like that happen all the time where like a girl put herself out there and a guy will reject her for a reason and then they can just go around and say, oh, it's sexual harassment. Yeah. Or So it's like, it, I think that there has to be like some sort of like aggression or imposition or ultimatum or something like that. If you're hitting on a girl, if you strike out with a girl, that's not sexual harassment. That's just striking out, you know? Yeah. To an extent. That's where that's where it should be different. Like if you no. go to a point where it's like stalking or you're causing fear or you're not taking no for an answer after the like first second time, you know, then then I understand. But if you just hit on a girl, she says no, you say, Fair enough. That's not sexual harassment. Speaking of sexual harassment going too far, did you see that uh, uh, they're canceling Pepe Le Pew in the new Space Jam movie? I did. That was like my most favorite dude. Yeah. Well, I could see why he's your favorite. Yeah. 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 But no, like, he, he knew what he wanted and he kept pursuing it. He really put the pussy on the pedestal. He <laughs> literally figured it out. He went a bit too far. 99% of the time. Yeah. Um, like, even when I was a kid, I remember seeing that. I'm like, is that what you're supposed to do if a girl says no? Like, you just keep pursuing her? I mean, obviously, if we you know look that enough, kind yeah. of thing's wrong. Um, I don't know if, if I think Pepe Le Pew turned anybody into a rapist. I think most people, <laughs> you know, look at rape in, you know, in, in fiction. And, I mean, the vast majority of the population knows rape is wrong anyways. But So I think people look at it and they're like, yeah, I know that's wrong. So I don't think, I don't think Pepe Le Pew was turning anybody into a rapist. No, that's like saying that uh, that the coyote turned you into a, a domestic terrorist because all the bombs are used. Exactly. Are, you know, it's exactly because it, because pe- when we watched those cartoons, we weren't idiots. We didn't emulate everything they do. Yeah. You know, it's just as as time has gotten older, children are being more immersed in media. Yeah. And they're getting more values from media than they would their parents or playing with kids stuff like that, like we did. Like we had a little mix. And we had media peppered in there, 
But ours was mostly our summers out with our friends doing delinquent shit, you know? And while we're on the subject of the new Space Jam movie, people are outraged by the fact that they got rid of Lola Bunny's titties. Yeah, she don't have a figure anymore. She's like a boy. What what kind of person gets mad that a cartoon character's titties are gone? Like, who spends Um, that much time thinking about cartoon um, titties? Um, um, uh, is that that the oven I hear ringing? Uh, No, you know what? I, I think what it is, is it's not that they got rid of just her titties. But like her figure, like her, she's, like her womanly I'm curves. I'm looking at the figure. picture right now. She's still got hips. She's still got curves. She just looks like I she's working really... at raisins instead of Hooters. <laughs> I I don't see why see. people are outraged about it. She still looks like a female. Yeah, I guess she does have the hips, but yeah, yeah. she don't. She's she look, don't look as sultry. You know, She's got a curve going on there. Well, that's yeah, the, I see the boy. Hips, why do you want to? Why do you want sexual imagery in a children's movie? Like people were, you know, talking about save the children, but they're okay with sexualizing cartoon characters in children's movies because cartoon characters aren't real. So it's still. Something the children shouldn't be seeing, like uh, that one scene in Roger Rabbit where Jessica Rabbit tries to seduce Eddie. Oh, that's a hot scene. It's a cartoon, dude! Well, thing is, it's one of those things where if you're getting aroused by a cartoon, you need, you know, you need just... to go see a shrink, not Space Jam 2. You know? I mean, I don't know. It's. I understand. It, it's it's kind of like you remember something a certain way from your childhood. You remember her with a figure. But you remember her is, looking things, a little things sexy. Things change, and people got to understand that. Um, you know, like it's a little piece of your childhood nostalgia. But guess what? It can be changed. It can be modernized. Like I don't understand why that's something that people care about. When, when things change. Especially things that don't affect them. Like the potato head thing that we talked about. Um, it's it's not like they they decided that all... You know, all... Uh, all potato heads are going to be trans. You know, if you yeah. want to turn your potato head into... A lumberjack alpha male, that's fine. If you want to turn your potato head into, you know, a sexy Jessica Rabbit type, that's fine too. If you want to give your potato head both a dick and titties, that's fine. They're just getting rid of the Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head and just making it one thing and giving you all the parts. Potato Head. Yeah, it's just you know, but looking at screenshots and stuff like that of, like, the old Space Jam, she really didn't even have... It was more post fan art kind of stuff. Like even, like I'm looking at like the real shots from like the thing. Yeah. She barely had anything. I think maybe what it is, it's the the jersey isn't a belly jersey. Like maybe that's just not showing her midsection is what's really throwing it off. I don't know. 
He's wearing like a baggy T-shirt. But you know, I don't get this. Like, it, it seems like bunnies don't have titties, though. That's what I don't understand. Yeah. Like, people I are getting think, outraged. Yes. Get people are getting outraged over things that don't even affect them now. Like, for instance, these six Dr. Seuss books that have been removed from print. God. Okay. So ridiculous. I, I love Dr. Seuss. Uh, ever since I was a kid, I've read a ton of his books. I've seen pretty much every movie based off of Dr. Seuss books. These six books, I've never even fucking heard of. Yeah. Uh, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street, if I ran the zoo, McElligot's Pool... On Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Egg Super, and the Cat's Quizzer. And they're all Those? such minor references. Like, I, I saw it, and they went through them. They're all such Yeah, like when minor... they said something about, like, the Chinaman uses chopsticks or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, the kid that uses sticks to eat. Well, that's what they do. It's what they're known for. Yeah. Every time I get sushi, they gave me sticks, so I'm not allowed to use chopsticks anymore. No, you're not. Like it's it's racist. I'm good with chopsticks, actually. I like you. But chopsticks. the thing is, like, how many people were actually planning on reading these books? These aren't the books yeah. that that children are reading. They're reading Green Eggs and Ham. No. Uh, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. The Cat in the Hat. The Grinch. That's the shit that they're reading. The popular shit. Horton hears a who. Yeah. <coughs> so. The fact that they've decided to remove these books, and they're probably, I mean, I could look at sales records and tell you these are probably the least popular of his books going by sales. That's why, like, why stir shit up when, like, 99% of people in the world had no fucking idea? There was, like, one dude that read it, like, holy shit. Look what I just figured out. And he thought he was being fucking amazing. Yeah. He told one person. And he told his blue-haired, nose-pierced-ass girlfriend's friend. And then now it all blows up. Yeah. Well, and now... It's ridiculous. Like, when, when the news broke about this, people went on Amazon and, you know, and eBay and were... Bought them. Buying all of them up. He has just pushed sales for no fucking reason. And the funny thing is you're supporting the company that chose to remove the books from print. <laughs> like, because it was Dr. Seuss's estate uh, that decided to remove these books from print. And there was no, you know, heat on them. There was nobody saying, oh, these books are, are, are racist. You have to remove them. No, they just said, you know what? We're gonna be proactive on this. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna do this before people start coming after us. It, it's no, it's it's getting to the point where you, the, when they cancel too much, it's not special anymore. Like if I would bring Lauren home flowers every day. After the like, first or second week, it wouldn't be special anymore. It would just be expected. And it's like, yeah, whatever. You know? Like, it, it really desensitizes us to the actual cancel. Like, now it's like, ah, what the fuck are we canceling now? Yeah, whatever. I don't care. You know? Because they're canceling too much. And yeah. then when something comes up, 
that that they're actually going to have to cancel, it really needs attention. Yeah. They're going to be like, ah, fuck it, I don't care. Whatever. And that's defeating the whole purpose. Well, yeah. And it's... Here, here's my whole thing. If something's getting canceled, it's not really affecting your life all that much. Mm-mm. Life goes on. Why care? Um, There's always going to be a market for people that are just going to be against Kent's culture so much that they'll promote it twice as hard, too. Yeah. You'll bring twice as much attention to it. Yeah. And that gives you the opposite effect. Yeah, and like Dr. Seuss's estate tried to kind of quietly do that. And then people brought it to the attention of the media. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Why people get outraged over things that, you know, one, you can't control. Two, doesn't affect you at all. No, it's just like the new thing to do. We, have, we don't have shit to do because of the damn lockdown. Yeah. So they're like, well, fuck it. We'll just uh, let's start canceling shit. Let's start going over to everything with a fine-tooth comb. Like when you walk around your house, you'll notice something out of place. You'll freak out about it. Yeah. Although it's been that way for like a year, you just now notice, you know? So uh, this week, uh, musician Steve Klein, a former member of the pop-punk band Newfound Glory, has been convicted of indecent exposure in a California child porn case. Ugh. Yeah. That's not good. What's with these pop-punk guys and underage kids? The final plea stemmed from seven charges of sex crimes against minors in which Klein found himself embroiled in 2014. The guitarist and songwriter parted ways with the band back then, but the case itself had stalled for over six years. Last month, however, Klein reached an agreement in San Luis Odispe, or Odispo Superior Court to plead guilty to felony and decent exposure with the remaining charges dismissed. The San Luis Odispo Tribune reported he'll have to register as a sex offender for at least 10 years. In the plea deal, the charges dropped against the 41-year-old Klein included five felony counts of lewd acts on a child, one count of contact with intent to commit a sex offense, and another of child pornography possession. The original allegations against Klein arose from uh, from sexual video chat room recordings involving underage girls found on a hard drive at the musician's house. Uh, Those screenshot recordings were of uh, two-way video calls, explicit footage of Klein allegedly exposing himself on the video chat website, Omegle, uh, ironically enough, <laughs> was played at a hearing in 2014. At that time, an expert witness for the prosecution, Dr. Nisha abdul Kader, testified that the two females on the other end of the call were likely between 9 and 16, 16 years old based on their physical traits. Uh, That same year, Newfound Glory released a statement explaining their reaction to Klein's legal battles. Uh, Quote, Steve made us aware of possible allegations that might be made against him. They said, not knowing knowing all the details, we made the decision to part ways in order for him to deal with these personal issues. The band initially announced its split with Klein in December 2013. Also in 2014, a legal representative for Klein, Deborah White, remarked that people are quick to assume that if a person is charged with a crime, they are also guilty as charged. All charges against Steve are derived solely from online consensual video chats between Steve and some female strangers he met on an adult website. 
Steve believed the females were over the age of 18. Uh, Klein won't serve any jail time as part of the plea, but he's been committed to two years of probation. If the musician completes probation for one year, however, the felony conviction will drop to a misdemeanor and the probationary period will end, Klein's attorney, Ilan Funky Ballou, explained. Uh, the guitarist lived in uh, Atascadero, California at the time that the charges were brought against him. No physical contact occurred with the victims, prosecutors alleged, and they were never identified by investigators. The ex-Newfound Glory member played a large part in uh, forming the Florida-based outfit's early sound, along with singer Jordan Pundick. Klein wrote the bulk of the band's 1999 debut, Nothing Gold Can Stay. Klein later produced other punk-minded acts such as Man Overboard. But, like I said, these pop-punk guys, they like underage girls. So, he was on Omegle just showing his dick, like, but how do they know it was him? He was just sitting there on a... On Omegle, just cranking it. I mean, you saw, like, most, most guys don't show their face and their dicks out. It's well, just like their it, dick. It seems that uh, he was chatting with these girls, too. Okay. Yeah. So he was rubbing it and typing and no. Cranking yeah. it and, and typing, you know, what the one-handed type. And then it seems as though, like, he, he knew that, that someone was on to him. So he told the band before the charges were even brought up against him. See, but the thing is about Omegle is there's no usernames. It's just, boom, like, it's yeah. there. Like, no one could attract, you know, that's you why just, I don't you're understand. You're just chilling there thinking you're going to talk to another kid, and then, boom, dick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's Venus. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, there's another one. <laughs> hey, that's impressive. Like, I, I don't understand, like, I don't know, it was weird. Like, I don't know why you would just, like, have your dick out the whole time. Like... I don't know. Yeah. That's weird. I'm just glad that shit wasn't around when I was a kid. I mean, we had chat roulette. That wasn't until I was nah. in my 20s. Yeah, chat roulette was lame. That's basically Omegle. It's just, it's just better now because it's typing and video. Yeah. Uh, so did you see uh, some TikTok kids were attempting to cancel Eminem? Oh my god! I, I saw that and I just fucking rolled my eyes. I'm like I can't wait for yeah. this to pan out. Yeah, are you um, fucking serious? Oh, it's still going too. Like these TikTok kids don't like that one line. Um, that one line. Yeah, like they never yeah, listen yeah, to any it of the rest it's, of the music. It's a, a lyric from uh, from "Love the Way You Lie" featuring Rihanna from the album "Recovery." Uh, the line is, if she ever tries to fucking leave again, I'm going to tie her to the bed and set this house on fire. Watch a motherfucking so, burn! Obviously, these kids... They never listen to Stan. Like, they've never heard Stan. Yeah. Uh, they've never heard Kim, 97 Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, and, you know, what about uh, the song Marshall Mathers? Where he, refer, he refers to the guys from ICP as uh, faggy, too dope, and violent gay. Yeah. <laughs> or Moby. Remember or, he says it's called Moby? Yeah, didn't, yeah, didn't he call... Uh, yeah. He called Moby a fag? Moby a fag. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, you don't have fag blow me. You don't know yeah. me. You know, let's go, it's over. Yeah, like, 
Uh, like that is the thing you pick. Or what that about, is the thing you pick. What about uh, what, what was that one song? Uh, My fault, where he talks about yeah. feeding the chick so many mushrooms that she dies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Eminem like, started out. Things. He started out in the in the Detroit horrorcore scene. That was how you know the beef started between him and ICP. Like he was trying to do like a, an album release for his first album, Infinite. And yeah. on the flyer, he put that ICP might be there to try to get more people to his show. That's how the beef started. But like he came up in the the Detroit horrorcore scene, and so he had to compete with like Kid Rock, ICP, Esham, you know, and yeah, Kid Rock. Like if you heard some of his earlier stuff, like the Grit Sandwiches album, yeah, you know, there's some pretty brutal stuff on there too. Plus, he had collaborated with ICP back in the day, too. So then, like, I'm waiting to a see lot of, them try to cancel ICP. Yeah. That's going to be hilarious. A lot of Eminem's horrorcore stuff like kind of spilled over into the mainstream when he first started. Yeah. In 97, Bonnie and Clyde. First couple CDs, and then it kind of tamed out a little but bit more. People, you know, people were outraged back then. You know, uh, he dro- he dropped that. What the Slim Shady LP came out in what ninety eight? Ooh, I don't know. That's a hell of a trivia question. I think it was ninety eight when that came out. You know, and that's the same year that uh, that Manson came out with Mechanical Animals, which was the album where he had the titties. So, ninety six. Not no. Slim Shady came out in ninety nine. Infinite came out in 96. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I read too far. Yeah, Infinite. Um, yes. Yeah, so the Slim Shady LP came out in... It was February of 99, so it was close enough to 98. So it came out right around the same time as Mechanical Animals. Junior year. like... Yeah. You know... It was like Marilyn Manson was the devil and Eminem was Damien, his son. You know? Yeah, we all kind of lived through that already, and now here we are. It's more than twenty years later, and we're canceling Marilyn Manson and Eminem because they're scumbags. Well, we Marilyn knew- Manson is getting canceled because of his sex dungeon. Uh, Eminem, I I can't really, you know, like I said, like we're, we're canceling Eminem and, and and Marilyn Manson because they're scumbags. But the thing is, yeah, we knew twenty years ago that they were scumbags. I don't think Eminem's a scumbag. Oh, yeah. I think well, I bet you I bet you in real life he's he like is. a decent dude. Yeah. Didn't he like didn't he pull out a gun on some dude that his ex wife was at a club with? Maybe before everything. Like somebody happened. in his Not entourage like actually thing. shot at their car. No, this was like in the early two thousands. Like Eminem went to jail for that for a little bit. Like he's done a lot of scumbag stuff. In 2001, Detroit, Michigan rapper Eminem pled guilty to a gun charge of being arrested for pistol whipping a man outside of a bar on this day back in 2001. There you go. Ah, you fuck. You gotta fight pistol whip someone. Still. I don't know. They got probation for it. 
Now, there was something else where someone in his entourage fired a gun and he went to jail for it. Yeah, I'm not. That don't bother me at all. You know, he's he's fucking he's a kid from the fucking ghetto. He's what the fuck? Like, just because I got all this money, I, I'm out now. Like, you're gonna talk shit. I'm not gonna do anything about it. Uh. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, he stepped up for himself. Is what happened? I'm sure he wasn't out fucking hunting people down. He's 48. Wow. Yep. And he's a grandpa. Is he? Yeah. Haley J, no. Huh? No, his, Haley his, Jane, no. His adopted daughter has like oh. two kids or something like that. Yeah, it's I don't I don't put I don't fault him for that. Fucking so some dude was up talking shit and he probably gonna beat the fuck out of him. That's not I, that's not scumbag stuff. That's just sticking uh, up for yourself. That's some shit that needs to happen more often and people wouldn't run their mouths so he, damn much. He's been in a lot of shit. Like like I said, yeah, he's a scumbag. Manson is too. But they make good music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we, we knew back then to separate the art from the artist. And this young generation can't do that. No. Like what? What do they want us to like? What do they want musicians to do? Just release like happy music all the time? Like you want all of us to join ska bands and make songs? What are we the fucking Partridge Family? That's why there's different genres of music because different people like to listen to different music at certain times. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'll jam to 80s music. Sometimes I'll play my dirty rap songs. Sometimes I'll listen to pop. It's yeah. just your mood, you know? Let's hope these uh, these TikTok kids never discovered death metal. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put We're hanging can- out. Put some cannibal corpse on TikTok, man. With Alex Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Where are they? Where are they? No, is that Milwaukee? Oh, nice guy. Yeah, That's oh. so funny for the Wayne World's movie. They're back there. You're thinking, out, and they're all like super polite and being friendly. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. The whole area was a Gonquin. It means Milwaukee, meaning the good land. And they're like, okay. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, there's performance, there's art. There's like an online personality. There's a, there's a you know like for my pup. Like everyone is different behind the, closed doors. You know the the band Slayer. Uh, you know they there's a ton of satanic lyrics in their songs. The lead singer is a practicing Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do that's popular, and it's, you know... And then, you know, there's a lot of metal musicians that are born-again Christian they are still making the same kind of music. I mean, look at Korn. Half of the guys in Korn are religious guys now. They're still making the same music. Alice Cooper is a born-again Christian. Yeah, see? Nikki Six from Motley Crue is a born-again Christian. Yeah. 
it's like you do what you do. You know what your fans like, so you keep doing it. You know, some some musicians can reach the pinnacle where they can do whatever the hell they want. Like, like look at like Billy Alice Joel. Cooper. Like all of his, yeah, Alice Cooper. Like Billy Joel. Like a lot, none of his songs are like the exact same sound. Like some of them are more like musical, some are more rock, some are upbeat, some are low beat, some yes, are love songs. He's done everything. Yeah. yeah, like he's done everything. And there's some people like. Then they just can't do anything else but that, you know? Yeah. Alright, well, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a few minutes. Stay tuned. Head on over to PlanetChaosRadio.com and check out our new merch store. You can grab yourself a t-shirt, hoodie, stickers, pillows, and more. You can also get Brandon's book, Bedtime Stories, there as well. That is PlanetChaosRadio.com. So a few days ago, we got some sad news, and uh, our listeners outside of Northeastern Ohio probably aren't even going to know who I'm talking about, but Michael Stanley died. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I heard, it was like two weeks ago that he was, he was really sick and not doing well. Um, and... I really, I had no words, you know, uh, I very briefly worked with Michael Stanley at WNCX, uh, for those that don't know, he was, he was a musician, uh, he was the singer and guitar player for the Michael Stanley band, uh, they were together throughout the 70s, and then in the early 80s, they had a, uh, couple big radio hits um and then eventually you know they kind of faded out and uh then Michael Stanley became a radio DJ 
in Cleveland. He was, he's originally from Cleveland. Um, he, was, he worked at WNCX as the afternoon drive guy for 30 years. Uh, worked up until two weeks before his death. Um, yeah, uh, when I was at WNCX, I was doing middays, which is between morning drive and afternoon drive. And it's, it's a small radio station, so nobody has, like, a private studio. It's all one studio. So, basically, like, the last half hour of your on-air shift... The next guy's sitting in there in the studio getting their prep ready for their show. So for like that last half hour of my show, he you know, he was in there just hanging out. So we'd have conversation. Uh he's an incredibly nice guy. Uh and several years ago. Uh, I was working for the Ballyhoo Music Festival, and Michael Stanley and his band were uh, the headlining act. At the show, I was up on the stage tearing down the drum set, and he accidentally knocked me over. One of my favorite <laughs> stories there. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find it. He wrote a nice letter. Here it is. Let me see if I can blow this up and read it. Come on. There it is. This is... Uh, he also <laughs> appeared on the Drew Carey show playing yeah. himself. Yep. Uh, hey, gang. Well, if you're reading this, then I am off to catch up with that big club tour in the sky. But before the bus pulls out, I wanted to thank all of you for being a part of my musical journey both on the stage, on record, and behind the microphone here at WNCX. Somebody once said that if you love your job, then it's not really work. And if that's true, and I definitely think it is, then I have been happily out of work for over 50 years. Sure, it would have been nice if this had all lasted a bit longer, but my time on this mortal coil has been blessed with great family, friends, and co-workers, and you can't ask for much more than that. I would especially like to thank Bill Lewis, Paula, uh, Paula Balish, and Tom Herschel for their friendship and support over these last months. They've gone out of their way to make the situation as workable as possible, and I can only hope that you have friends like these surrounding you. So thanks again. Take care of yourself and each other, and remember now more than ever, it's your world. Pay attention. Peace. <clears throat> and that last bit was how he signed off every day. That so thanks again. Take care of yourself and each other. That was that was his sign off every day. And that same thing, Josh Brigham. She after his final thought. Huh? What'd you say? Is that the same thing Jer Jerry Springer would say after his final thought? Take it was similar. Each other. Yeah. Uh, but you know, being in the area. Um, you know, because we're we're halfway between uh, Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Yes. Um, so we've been kind of blessed that Michael Stanley 
is still playing music locally, uh, both with the Michael Stanley Band and uh, his other project, Michael Stanley and the Resonators. And of course, we also had Donnie Iris, who's from the Pittsburgh area. He's another one that, you know, if you're not from the area, you don't remember him. He had like one hit in the 80s. In fact, like several years ago, I remember I was in Myrtle Beach with some friends who, you know, aren't from this area. And I don't remember how the topic got brought up. But I mentioned Donnie Iris. Everyone's like, who's that? I'm like, fucking Donnie Iris, man. Ah, Leah. They had no fucking clue who he was. So, in this area, we're, we're kind of blessed to have both these guys who continued to, have, to, to make great music. Donnie Iris is another one. He's just a cool dude. Uh, I remember at, I was at the Havana House in Niles before he played at the Rib Fest there in Niles when they used to do that. Oh, I and, missed that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was hanging out with him, having some wine and a cigar, and we were just bullshitting. That dude's like almost 80 years old, and he's still doing it, man. He just played the Robbins Theater like right before the pandemic hit. Yeah, I remember we were supposed to interview him. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, he's seventy-eight years old, Donnie Iris. He still runs around on stage. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. Like when we were sitting down at Havana House, I I remember sitting down with him. I'm like, "Don't worry, man. I'm not going to interview you or anything." And he's like, "Hey, man, you could interview me anytime you want." People don't really do that. That for that, people don't really do that for me uh, too much these days. I'm up. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this time, yeah, old man. I'm gonna try to get him. Promise is a promise. I've always wanted to interview Michael Stanley. You know, now he's gone, so that's not gonna happen. Donnie Iris is another one that's uh, on my bucket list of interviews I want to do. Um. But yeah, Michael Stanley died uh, on March 5th. Uh, the genre of music that he played was referred to as Heartland Rock. Um, Tell us Heartland Rock. It's similar to like Tom Petty, Bob Seger, Bruce Springsteen, John Mellencamp, that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, it's a blend of like rock and, and southern rock. Um, some of the pioneers of that kind of music were like Creedence Clearwater Revival, Bob Dylan. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he had a couple of hits in the early '80s. Um, he can't love you was a pretty popular one. Um. He can't love you. What was the name of it? Lover. That was another one. And oh, My Town. Yeah. My Town was a pretty popular one. I actually I I have a couple of his old albums on vinyl. Might have to bust those out sometime. 
Yeah, Mike, Michael Stanley, 72 years old. He would have been 73 in a few weeks. Only a year older than my dad. It's crazy. He uh, Lung cancer, fam. Yeah, he was suffering from lung cancer for seven months. He worked up until two weeks before he died. That's impressive. And Rush Limbaugh, didn't he work right up until he died? Yeah. I mean, he got Alex in that studio and talked i mean yeah he played music and yeah yep so uh did you see that texas and mississippi are lifting their covid restrictions i i can't like that's stupid it's way too early well, yeah. Well, then, you know, now DeWine's talking about slowly getting to that level. I won't do it. I still won't. I'll still yeah, wear a mask well, if I don't way, care. I'll wear a mask. Yeah. Like, you idiots can do that if you want to. Do I think, I, I wonder, the thing that's going to come out of this is going to be now we're going to have the divide of people who are still wearing their mask, and they're going to be like peer pressured or ridiculed for wearing their mask. And I just hope that I, we don't I hope do that. not. I mean, and you know, over the years, you would occasionally see people out during uh, cold and flu season with uh, with a mask on because yeah. it's you know it's common in a lot of other countries. Um, but, you know, Americans are, are selfish, hence why they don't want to wear their mask. Yeah. So, you know, I was looking at flu numbers and how low they are this year. I was like, you know what, even once, you know, I feel like we're in the clear and, and I can stop wearing a mask. Cold and flu season, I think I still will. Thinking about it too. You know, I've I've felt pretty healthy this, this cold and flu season. There was never really much of a scare. I I think I got a couple I think most of my symptoms are food poisoning, you know, because I yeah, eat probably. garbage. You do. But other than that, like I can't really think of like a head cold or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, maybe a couple times. And that's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking maybe like, these Asian countries that wear them all the time, like they're on something. Oh yeah. So yeah, I always assumed that they wore them because of the smog. Well, some some parts of those countries, yes, where the smog's real bad. Yeah. Uh, but. You know, with how fast it's spreading in Wuhan, you know, you know, they're not wearing masks over there. Yeah. Yeah, but I you know, I agree with you. It is like way too soon to be lifting all COVID restrictions. Oh yeah, there's no way. You gotta yeah. at least you have it. Not everyone's been vaccinated. You know, I mean once I I, I don't think any any that should be lifted until after next winter. Yeah. Like, maybe the gathering's okay as long as you have a mask. Well, I think a lot like, of it also depends on how many people are getting the vaccine and how effective it yeah. is. 
You know, and honest, I'm going to be honest. Anyone has caught COVID since I'm going to say, like, let's see, March, maybe May of last year. If you caught COVID between May of last year up to now, you're you're an idiot. You're an idiot. There's no reason for you to catch it. There's no reason for you to catch it if you wear your mask and follow the guidelines. You're, you're, you're just an idiot. I, I'm going to say it. I don't care what happens. Wait, you're an if, idiot. If you've already had COVID and you're not wearing a mask? No. If you've caught COVID any time between the time from last year. Okay. Well, You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're yes stupid because no. you didn't wear your mask. You put yourself in dangerous situations. That is your own fault from and, there on but, out. Yeah, and, and most of the cases are coming from larger gatherings or people in restaurants not yep. following procedures properly. Um, like there was a, a doctor I listened to on a, a radio show this week where he said, like, if you're going to a restaurant, you know, he said, pull your mask down, you take a bite, pull your mask back up. He said, that's your best bet. You know, same with like a bar. You take a drink, pull the mask back up. Don't go to a bar. How about that? <laughs> that's when I'm, I'm like, you know? why am I fucking going to a bar? Exactly. Yeah. Like, it sucks these businesses are closed down and whatnot, and I do sympathize for them. But it, if you have, like, a restaurant, you can space. I can understand. I think we've been to a restaurant inside to eat maybe two or three times. Yeah. In, like, the last year. Um, oh, you rarely. The last it's all been takeout time, or pickup. Um, the last time I ate at a restaurant, we... We were at the Southern Park Mall. Uh, we went to get our daughter her birthday Build-A-Bear. Because the month of your birthday, they do like you pay your age sort of thing. So hers was only, it was only like a dollar for like a birthday bear. So we went in there. And it was getting late. So we stopped at Steak and Shake. Came home. And I remember I was laying on the couch with my daughter putting her to sleep and I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw where the first case in Trumbull County had been confirmed. That was when I was like, that's it. We're locking it down. We're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to go to the grocery store tomorrow. I'm going to stock up. That's it. Until this is over, we're I remember. I remember being at your kid's, uh, her birthday party. I remember me and Addie was there. That was and like that three was days when later. They started. Yeah, and that's when they started announcing the closings and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, we, it was yeah. like after everybody had left, uh, I think you were still hanging out and Katie was still hanging out. And uh, we found out they were closing down bars and restaurants. Because like yeah. when, when we first heard about it, it was like two or three days before her birthday party. And we were like, shit, what are we going to do? And I'm like, uh, I don't really want that many people in my house right now. And we're like, well, it's one case in the county. Like this will be it after this, like, it, we're done. I think I went grocery shopping, like, one more time, and then we didn't leave the house for, like, three or four weeks, like, at all. Yeah, I think that's when we put the yeah. show on hiatus, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, didn't do, what, I we mean, didn't do a show for, like, two months. Maybe three months. It was a long time. Yeah, so we got the audio and all that yeah. figured out. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you didn't take those precautions from that time on, okay, maybe the first few months, I'll give it till any time before March. But after March, when they started locking everything down, unless you were in, like, the service industry or, like, a nurse or something like that, 
if you're just some like normal dude and you just out being stupid, you deserve to catch it. You're out being stupid. It was that shit should have been squashed last year, and we should have been done. But no, we want to be babies. I don't want to wear my mask. I, I can't believe it, it's it's infringing on me. Yeah, ridiculous. And now guess what? Now we're up to what five hundred thousand deaths and all that shit. Yep. We, and now it's been two years. Now we're gonna be working almost two years being locked out. Yeah. Because people yep. couldn't wear their fucking mask and just not go out for a couple months. Even if they would have not went anywhere for like two or three months. Well, that's the thing. Like you know, Doctor Acton was like, "We, you know, we need two weeks to flatten the curve." People are like, "Fuck that! You're taking away my rights," and they still went out and did stupid shit. Yep, and look what happened. Yeah, like you can't just stay home for two weeks. Like I was excited. I'm like, "Fuck yeah! I'm gonna just, I'm gonna be a homebody for the next few weeks." But I know, love I'm, being a homebody. Like, I, I do. That, that's <laughs> the thing. Like. The older I get, the more I'm like, fuck, dude, I don't want to leave the house. I got to put on clothes. <laughs> no, I don't want to leave the house. I just want to stay home. That's it. So, yeah, like, it was it was nice. You know, I, you know, I, I, I saw people doing things to keep themselves occupied. You know, my, my thing, like, I, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show or not, but there was, like, a few bands that... You know, like, 90s and 2000 bands that, you know, I, I, I'd i liked, like, if I, I heard, their, you know, one of their songs on the radio, um, you know, I'd listen to it, I wouldn't change the station. But I never really dug deep into their discographies. So during the quarantine, I was like, oh, hey, I'm going to dig into these bands' discographies while I'm quarantined, you know? Like, uh, Snow Patrol, Coldplay, Toad the Wet Sprocket, there was a few others, but... Like I'm just gonna, di- you know, dive into their discographies and really listen. That was like the thing I did. And I saw a lot of other people. Like some people, uh, there, there was a guy I know that said, "I've always wanted to learn French." So during quarantine, he learned French. I think it, you know, it it was a good opportunity for people to sort of rediscover themselves and so many people were just so con- like they were so worried that the government was taking away their rights they're not taking away your rights you're just too stupid to keep yourself healthy so the government has to tell you how to See, that's the thing our whole base of society is we elect these people to lead us and guide us but then when they tell us something we don't want to hear or something's good for us, like exactly. nah, nah, nah. Yeah. We're like we're like toddlers arguing with our parents over yep. whether or not we should touch the hot stove. Exactly. I want to touch it. And blue. I like blue. It's my favorite color. So what's don't the, touch it. What what's the QAnon narrative now that, that March fourth has come and gone? I don't or did know. I miss did I miss the inauguration? <laughs> did it happen? Did they have a whole ceremony at nope. Mar-a-Lago? It was secret. That's why. Yeah. You can't reveal well, you it. Know, yeah. see, I'm sure they came up with some excuse. I see these QAnon idiots on social media, and they're like, well, "Why? Why is there there's still National Guard at, in in DC? And why was their uh, their stay in DC extended six months? And why isn't?" Biden giving a uh, State of the Union address, and 
uh, you know, wh why hasn't Biden done any any news conferences? Well, first off, you guys are threatening the guy. Why would he want to come out in public? Second, you guys are, have already tried to attack the Capitol, the U.S. Capitol. <laughs> why wouldn't they have extra security there? And then also, during an inauguration year, there is no technical State of the Union address. Uh, the president <laughs> usually gives some sort of formal address before the end of February to Congress, but that address during inauguration year has never been referred to as State of the Union. So that's why. There's your reasons. And, you know, the government's not stupid. They're, you know, they're keeping an eye on these uh, conspiracy forums. They know what the QAnon guys are up to. They know about the whole March 4th thing. Fuck yeah, apparently they're changing the date. I'm oh, reading yeah. about it now. So it includes creature post various platforms such as Telegram. Describing March 4th as a false flag constructed by the mainstream news organization intentional double agents to deceive true QAnon opponents. Jeez. <laughs> That's funny. So, did you see that uh, Mackenzie Scott got remarried? Who? Mackenzie Scott. Mackenzie Scott. Should yeah. I know who this is? Uh, she's the former wife of... Uh, Jeff Bezos. She is the richest oh, yeah? woman in the world. Thanks to him. Huh? Science teacher, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how does, she, how does a, like a science teacher end up with the richest woman in the world? Guy's 50, too. Huh? He's younger than He's her. 50. Isn't she older than that? I don't know how old she is. She don't look... I mean, she looks good if she is that. She's a good-looking woman, good for yeah. Creation. Yeah. Last year, she donated $4.2 billion to 384 organizations. She is currently worth $53 billion. She still owns a quarter of Amazon. Oh. Damn. As Jewett explained on his giving pledge page, he has been a teacher for the majority of his life and most recently taught science at a private school in Seattle. Scott's children attended classes yeah, there you at go. school, and that's where the couple met, according to the Washington Post. Yeah, there you go. Damn, like she couldn't just buy an A. She had to sleep with the teacher. Yes. She must not have read Lori Laughlin's book. <laughs> no, uh, uh, uh. Actually, <laughs> speaking of which, my, my dad sent me a, a clip from an episode of Full House uh, where DJ was uh, applying to colleges and uh, she didn't get in to you know, her first choice and Kimmy had gotten in. She's like, you should have done what I did and attached a $20 bill with it. And then the camera cuts to Lori Laughlin's face. And she's got this face like, huh, that's a good idea. 
I'll have to send that to you later. It's great. Yeah. It this seems like they just kind of crossed and he fucking hit the jackpot. Good yeah. job to you, dude. Good for him. Good for him. Good for them. Good for them. Maybe she finally found, you know, it's more down to earth. Because I'm sure Bezos, like, he's got to be like a fucking super well, villain. Like, you don't get that. They, they were like college sweethearts, though. They'd been married for 25 years. Yeah, they were married so 25 years. She, she stuck through. Yeah, but she was with him before Amazon. Yeah. Because he started Amazon in 1994. So at the time they got divorced, that was the year that they got married. So they had to have been together for... A while before that. So, uh, a few weeks Marriage ago, before, people. We, we were talking about uh, a woman who thought that she was in a relationship with Bruno Mars. Yeah. No, not with Bruno Mars. With uh, She went on Dr. Phil with no, that was was a different Axl one. Rose. No, oh, it was Nick, Nikki Six and Brett Michaels. She thought they were fighting. That's what it was. Yeah. Nikki Six and Brett Michaels, what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I remember the Bruno Mars one too. Didn't he ask her for money or some shit? She sent yeah, him money. She sent him like a shit ton of money. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then, like last week, I was thinking to myself, "Man, we really need some new Bruno's Bruno Mars music." It's been like almost five years since he dropped Twenty Four Karat Magic. Uh, and over the weekend, he dropped a new song. But it's not Bruno Mars. It's Silk Sonic. It's a new group he's got with uh, Anderson Pock. It's a funk band. Uh, according to this article here, it's the duo we always imagined but didn't know how badly we needed is finally here. Brace yourself to be transported back decades to the old school funk, smooth rhythm and blues, and jazz era with a modern take. Bruno Mars and Anderson Pock have joined forces for a new funk band, Silk Sonic, and the vibes are immaculate. Uh, the duo's forthcoming album, An Evening with Silk Sonic, is already completed, as revealed on Twitter, Twitter by Pock. Although the official release date hasn't been revealed, Silk Sonic released the first single, Leave the Door Open, Accompanied by a sultry music video for the track on March 5th. Uh, the music video for the debut single is set in a retro vibe studio where the duo can be seen harmonizing their vocals and surrounded by the background musicians and vocalists for the track, transporting viewers back to the days of live music jazz clubs. The vibe is incredibly suave, giving us a taste of what we can expect from Silk Sonic's creation. Dude, I'm digging that song though, man. It's infectious. I haven't heard it yet. I'm kind of listening to it now. I watched the video since you said it was sultry. <laughs> there's a there's a, a a part in like the bridge where he's doing like the Bruno's doing like this la 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 thing. Man, he sounds just like Stevie Wonder. So yeah, new Bruno Mars music. Sounds kind of smooth, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 good, man. Like you know, 60s, 70s R&B. I can't wait to hear the record. 
have to listen to it later. I always get Bruno Mars like mixed up with uh with someone else. Like I always forget Bruno Mars is of color. I always forget that. Bruno Mars. I always think he's Oh he's Yeah, yeah he's I always, Hawaiian. I always think he's the other dude. Like is he the one to wear the Beetlejuice suit? That, no, that was uh, Robin Thick. That that's what I was confused with. Yeah. I think he's him and Robin Thick all the time. So, those are two. I always get those two confused. I don't know why either. It's such weird people to get confused. Like when you say Bruno Mars, I think of like Robert Thick or Alan Thick or whatever. It's Alan Thick's son, Robin. Yeah, Rob. Alan Thick was the one from the Sick Pains. Yeah. yeah, he was on uh, How I Met Your Mother. He was, yeah, and uh, Young and Restless too. Yeah. Uh, so last night. I read this really interesting article about the Blair Witch Project. Do you remember that movie? Oh my god, yeah. Dude, I, like we were in high school. So when horrible. It came out, and uh Dude, I thought it was a great movie, but then it came out, you know, like this is fake. And so everyone like everyone that was praising it turned on him. Well, yeah, it was and, fake. It was a movie. Yeah, and it kind of that was really a documentary. It, like they marketed it like it was. You know, yeah. On October 21st, 1994, Heather Donahue, Joshua Leonard, and Michael Williams hiked into Maryland's Black Hills Forest to shoot a documentary film on a local legend, the Blair Witch. They were never heard from again. One year later, their footage was found, documenting the students' five-day journey through the Black Hills Forest and capturing the terrifying events that led up to their disappearance. Um... But yeah, like they marketed it like it was a real found footage thing, and it kind of kickstarted yeah. the whole found footage genre. And what's funny though is people absolutely love some of those really awful found footage movies that have come out. Yeah, but then the they'll hate ones, on the Blair Witch. Which the I mean, best if ones you see it, are the uh, the haunted one. What are the haunted ones? I don't know. I can't think of it now. I had a t- a t- paranormal activity. Oh yeah, all of those are freaking awesome, and it's yeah. that same genre of found footage. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not into the found footage films, but watching the Blair Witch Project, like I saw it when it first came out, and I'm like, this is cool. You know, we get to see like their last days, you know, and then you you find out that it's a fake, and you're like, well, I'm a little angry about it, but. You know, I gotta respect these guys for the way they marketed it. Um, but this was like some interesting facts about the film. Uh, Heather Donahue's mother received sympathy cards. Uh, the marketing strategy of the Blair Witch Project was to create a perception that the film was real. It worked so well that many people really were convinced the actors and actress were actually slain. They were listed as missing presumed past on IMDb when the film first came out. Heather Donahue's mother even received sympathy cards for her loss. That um, had to really freak her out at first. Oh, yeah, that. of course. Like, what loss? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, I get it. Idiots. I, I get it. Taco was the actor's safety word. The actors had to stay in character almost constantly throughout the 24-hour-a-day filming. If they needed to break character, they would have to use the safe word taco. Then the other two had to repeat it so they all knew they were no longer acting. 
the script was only 35 pages long, which I know you don't know anything about the business, but I've been in films. I, I did a short film. Like, the film was only, like, I, I want to say 35 minutes long, and the script was probably 80 pages. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, they, they have to detail, like, every movement that you have to make, you know? Uh, uh, but, yeah, the script was only 35 pages long, creating more of an outline than a script. Uh, writers Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez intended for most of the dialogue to be improvised. The two wrote it in 1993 while they were still in film school. There, they also created an eight-minute faux documentary about the Blair Witch mythology, complete with fake newspaper clippings. Uh, filming took place over eight days. The hectic filming happened all at once on location at Seneca Creek State Park in Maryland. To create the desired atmosphere, the producers terrorized the actors and deprived them of food and sleep. The intense filming stands in contrast with the long editing process. It took eight months to trim down the 19 hours of raw footage into a 90-minute film. The actors survived on power bars and bananas. According to the cast, supplies ran out quickly during the speedy shoot. As production neared completion, Donahue said she ate nothing but bananas and power bars while Williams decided not to eat at all. The audition was pure improvisation. During the audition, the directors asked, you have, <clears throat> You've been in jail for at least nine years. We're the parole board. Why should we let you go? Anyone who paused for too long or stumbled was ruled out. The actors learned the plot as they went. Far from memorizing a script beforehand, the actors and actresses learned the plot as filming went along. They would go to a location and not know which people were plants and which were normal people. They had to stay in character, and when they found the plants, they would direct them to the next location. The film crew would lead them around the woods using GPS to, place, to uh, places where they would find their instructions. So they would get to a spot, and they had a GPS... Because the directors were going ahead of them and pl plotting out where they were going to film like a day in advance. And so they would program the GPS locations and then leave a GPS tracker there for them so they could find the next location. And it was at those locations too that where they would leave them food. But as the shoot went on, like they would leave them less and less food each day. Or the directors would come back to their spot while they were sleeping and start shaking their tents and screaming and then just run off. It got good results, though. I yeah. Mean, it, was, it was just a hard story. I think it was before its time. Uh, those were well, real teeth in that bundle kid. of sticks. During one scene in the movie, Heather finds a bundle of sticks. Production designer Ben Rock encouraged her to look inside. She did and found a bunch of human teeth and hair. Both were real. The teeth were from Sanchez's dentist. The hair was from Leonard. Uh, the big stick figure has a name. The cast and crew referred to the largest stick figure as Chewbacca. Uh, filming finished on Halloween night. 
The intensive filming finished at the abandoned house in the woods. The actors were not aware they were going to come upon the house. They were just told to walk in its direction. When they came out of the woods after filming, there were people in costume everywhere. It almost had a different ending. So, spoiler alert if you haven't seen this movie from 22 years ago. (laughs) The final shot of the movie, Michael facing the wall, Heather screaming, is now considered classic. But test audiences seemed confused by the ambiguity, and the directors debated a more explicit finish. They filmed additional endings featuring Michael in various positions uh, that demonstrate his fate, but ultimately went with their first instinct. I always thought the ending was good. Um, I, like I said, I think it was just a little bit before my like development. It was ahead of, of like, its time. Appreciating cinema time. Yeah. It, yeah, it was ahead of its time for sure. Uh, the website was built by co-director Eduardo Sanchez. Uh, Sanchez created the site, which became the basis for one of the first viral marketing campaigns. The site provided all the background for the Blair Witch mythology. While the main site now promotes the new film, the original website was one of the first of its kind to help promote a movie in this way. Uh, The real Burkittsville welcome signs were taken. The wooden signs which were featured in the movie were taken by the souvenir hunters that descended on the city like vultures after the release of the film. All four of the signs surrounding the city were stolen, and then three of the four replacement signs were promptly taken as well. Before the fourth sign could be carried off, the town replaced them with metal signs funded by Artisan Entertainment. It was one of the most profitable films ever made. With a total budget of around $22,000 and a worldwide box office gross around $248 million, the film returned about $11,273 for every dollar spent in production. At the time of its release, it was the best return on investment that had ever been made on a film. Oh, yeah. Uh, Heather Donahue quit acting to grow medical weed after the film was released. Uh, (laughs) The actress became disillusioned with Hollywood, even burning most of her things related to her acting career. She saved the recognizable blue ski cap thinking she could always sell it on eBay. She got a medical cannabis prescription for PMS in 2007 and grew weed in California for a time. She eventually quit growing when a friend of hers was detained by the federal government. Donahue authored the book Grow Girl, which chronicles her experience. So yeah, I just thought that was really cool. Like I, I've always respected the hell out of that movie. Even like I, I like the direction they went in with the sequel. I don't know if you ever saw the sequel, Book of Shadows. Yeah, with the naked chick dancing on the tree. Oh, yeah. yeah, I like that part. I appreciate that um, part. <laughs> but I liked how they uh, they sort of you know attacked the fanfare surrounding stuff like that, like yeah. these urban legends. Like you got all the tourists, and so now it's a tourist location based on urban legends. And then I I I saw the uh, the most recent one. Have you seen the most recent one? I didn't know they made a third one. No. Yeah, it's just called Blair Witch. Um, I know they did make a game recently, and it was just fucking garbage. Blair Witch. It came out in 2016 was the last one. Yeah, the um, new game that they made is fucking garbage. I liked it. Um, it was a 
you know, young group that went out there, you know, trying to figure out what happened to the original group. And it's all done with like cell phones and stuff. Which there's been a few movies that have done the found footage that way. Like, uh, did you ever see Megan is Missing? No. That was a pretty good one. Yeah, like this girl uh, named Megan comes up missing, and her friends and family find uh, recorded like webcam chats with people, and and uh, they kind of try to piece things together, all while documenting it themselves with cell phones. Um, I think that's what it was. Uh, yeah. I know. All I know is the paranormal activity movies were like the are like the best ones of that See, genre. I, I think I never got into. That. I watched the first one. I'm like, ah, eh, okay. Wasn't really. Oh, feeling I, it. We've seen all of them in order. Like, I mean, when they first came out, it was like one of the few ones we actually go to the theater and actually try to see. But yeah, those ones are. I think all, I saw like the really first good. three. Like, but, and they have a yeah. mix too. Like. They start out with just people. They're like, "Oh, dude, check it." Then, then, like the found footage part, like it's it's a good balance. They they found a way to balance it great with special effects and shit like that. Like minimal special, like realistic, like like because you know sometimes you watch a movie, like watch movies, like oh, it's special effects. It don't scare you as much, but like the shit they do, it looks so realistic at the time. Like it's not like gimmicky special effects. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm just not a fan. Like it's got to be really good. You know, for a found footage film to really grab my attention. When did Blair Witch Project come out? That was like summer of 99. No, January of 99. I thought it was summer. I remember seeing at the drive-in. Okay, yeah. No, okay, it was summer, yeah. I thought it was uh, first released at the Sundance Film Festival in January of '99, and then uh, the New York premiere was in July. Yeah, I remember seeing it. Yeah, I remember seeing it at a drive-in with a young lady. I was with at the time, and it was so boring. It drove this young lady to extracurricular activities at Axel Park. Uh, extracurricular activities. My headphones are acting up. But yeah, I that's, I only saw like the first half of it. The second half was the best part. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've watched it since then. But, yeah. All right. Well, it is about time. Is it Blair Witch Project real or a hoax? Uh, <laughs> it's a marketing scheme. Yeah, it was a great one. They did a great job. Yeah. All right. Well, it is about time to wrap things up. Uh, in case you didn't know, you can listen to us on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can email the show at any time. It's planetchaosradio at gmail.com. Instagram and YouTube, it's at planetchaosradio. Twitter is at planetchaos underscore. 
Uh, you could reach me on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. It is at Brandon underscore chaos. Tumblr, it is Brandon Chaos, all one word. And TikTok is at official Brandon Chaos. And if you're lucky, we'll have some cool video clips for you on uh, TikTok and YouTube this week with some of Ed's uh, dick scouting adventures. He was on Omegle scouting the cock. You, you seem to really like that big black one. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, you can also check out planetchaosradio.com. You can find all of our sweet merch there. Got two different designs for the Planet Chaos gear. You got Branded Chaos stuff, Velvet Rope, my book, Chaos Beach, the official cum towel, and the Acid Rain throwback shirt. And this week we got some new stuff coming. We got the Ed Giggity merch and some other stuff. So we're going to be adding to the merch store. Very excited about that. All right. Well, we will see you guys again next week. Goodbye. Hoping that you pull out some fire as and know Got my own lighter, you know I can match a ball Hoping that you're waiting with a joint after the show Mr. Weed Man, don't do me wrong Come on, Mr. Weed Man, help me sing my song Mr. Weed Man, won't you fill my bong? Mr. Weed Man, I need some relaxation Mr. Weed Man, don't do me wrong Like Bob Marley, I'ma smoke it till my brain is gone Mr. Weed Man, don't you roll with raw? Mr. Weed Man, I need that medication But I don't really know what you got to roll Hoping that you pull out some fire, I no Got my own lighter, you know I can match a bowl Hoping that you're waiting with the joint after the show Everybody solo! In our windows, but I don't really know what you got to roll. Hoping that you pull out some fire, I no. Got my own lighter, you know I can match a bowl. Hoping that you're waiting with a joint after the show.